0: This is Scott McKay.
1: And this is Emily McKay. And
0: welcome, welcome to another episode of the Wing It Worldwide podcast. Where are we going today, Emily? Cairo! We're off to Egypt. Now, here's the first thing you need to know about Egypt. There's a reason why there's BFE. They put Egypt at the end of BFE. Yes. Because it is out of the way. (laughs) It's hard to get there. You can't get a direct flight. You used to be able to get a direct flight on TWA from New York to Cairo. I think you can still fly Egypt Air, but... Normally, if you try to get to Egypt, you've got to fly through Istanbul, Turkey, or through somewhere else. You can't fly through Israel.
1: No, and be ready for jet lag.
0: Oh, yeah, probably one of the ME3, as they call it, the Middle East three airlines that are uh, so popular nowadays, and all three great airlines, Emirates, Etihad, or uh, Qatar Airways, or something like that would fly you to Egypt also. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, definitely be ready for jet lag. I mean, this is the Middle East. You're talking probably 20 hours in the air.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a long transit, but it'll be well worth it.
0: And here's the thing. They get you there at like 2 o'clock in the morning. And this is the last place you want to be in the middle of the night. I couldn't believe how many people were there.
1: A lot. And the place is nonstop noise.
0: Yes, at 2 o'clock in the morning. I mean, there's no like noise control requirements on the airport, obviously, because you can just land. And then huh, we had a really, really good tour guide.
1: Oh my gosh, she was the best and has spoiled us for anything in the future.
0: And you definitely do need a tour guide when you go to Egypt. You do not want to be wandering around Cairo by yourself. You'll miss everything.
1: Yeah, and if you want to go inside the pyramids, your guide will help you make that possible.
0: Right, but for now, the important thing to know is we started off on the wrong foot with our tour guide who, uh, you know, (laughs) ultimately proved herself to us. She didn't show up at the airport. No,
1: there was some miscommunication between her and our hotel Each one thought the other was going to pick us up.
0: Yeah, so nobody picked us up at the airport. There we are, schlepping our luggage in this crazy place. I mean, crazy place. People tripping all over each other. It's like an Indian train station, only it's an international airport. At 2.30 in the morning, and we're dead tired. Yes. These people are wide awake. I don't know what they're putting in their Egyptian coffee, (laughs) but I mean, (laughs) they're wide awake, okay? And we're
1: trying not to get taken for a ride, literally. Literally. Literally.
0: And you walk outside and there's nothing but absolutely beat upon old Peugeot 504s. I mean, they have this thing for Peugeots there. And every guy with every beat up Peugeot wants us to ride in his taxi and we have nothing to go ride, on. Ride
1: my taxi. I give you a good deal.
0: We lucked out. The guy actually did give us a good deal. Yeah,
1: he did. He was really good. We didn't get taken advantage of. He charges the same rate that the uh, hotel or our guy would have charged us as well. So yeah. it came out all right.
0: Yeah, we definitely lucked out. On the way to the hotel, we knew we were in a rather exotic, crazy place because we saw two men and a goat on a motorcycle.
1: Oh, yes. That was so much fun to watch. Which
0: would have been weird at two in the afternoon, yet this is three o'clock in the morning. Where are they taking this goat at three o'clock in the morning?
1: Probably not a lucky goat.
0: No, probably not. I'm thinking some kind of ritual sacrifice or something. But anyway, so we get to the hotel and we're appalled. The hotel looks horrible.
1: Oh, yes. We had to go up through this teeny tiny elevator in this oh, yeah. building right. in the middle of Cairo. By the way, is right next to the museum.
0: Oh yeah. Location, location, location. Perfect location. Right next to the Egyptian museum. Right. Yeah. Wonderful location. But the hotel man was pretty ramshackle and had that same phenomenon that goes on all over the Arab world. And make no mistake, Egypt is a Muslim country. Okay. This is the Arab world. If you didn't know that, well, surprise, surprise. But you get there and Everybody in the Arab world, everybody in the Middle East has this thing for bare fluorescent lighting, like a bulb, (laughs) a fluorescent light bulb where there just should be something warmer. You know, so these guys are fluorescently lighting their cracked walls and beat up floor. And we're like an
1: exposed light bulb, not covered.
0: Oh, and Kleenex dispensers instead of napkin dispensers at restaurants. That's another Arab world thing for sure. And here's the funny thing. Okay. By the time – and this happens all the time. By the time we're done, the four days we stayed in this hotel, we loved the place.
1: fell in love with it. It It was was all the people. Yes. It was wonderful. The staff couldn't have been warmer. They felt like family. They were just so sweet.
0: Here's the funny thing about that place. They have Stella beer. Okay. Now, first of all, since it's a Muslim country, it's not like the place is flowing in booze. Okay. But the beer there is called Stella But it's not Stella Artois. It's just Stella. You know, so like, you know, you keep asking the bartender and the waiters for a Stella and they keep bringing you an Egyptian Stella, Uh which is not the European Stella. But, you know, it's still beer. That's an interesting thing. Now, yet another awesome feature of that hotel was the view from the balcony, which was of the traffic flowing like water down a drain below. I mean, they were telling us if you actually want to go cross the street somewhere in downtown Cairo, what you want to do is pray to Allah and close your eyes and just walk and hope nothing hits you. A crazy town, I'm telling. Obviously, you want to go see the pyramids. You get in the car with our tour guide, Amina, who thank God knew what she was doing. And you go drive through non-major thoroughfares. Like, you're literally driving to BFE.
1: Right. And yeah. some of these roads look like they should be highways but they're they're dirt roads
0: yeah like the best way to get to the Giza pyramids which are right outside the actual city of Cairo they're actually in a separate locale called Giza but it's like you know Los Angeles it's all one big metropolis but they don't have like the pyramid highway you get off the highway and you go this way and that and you get caught behind donkey carts and stop the trucks and Guys with broken taxis changing a tire in the middle of the road. And then finally you see a pyramid come out of from behind a store and you're like, oh, there it is. The first time you ever see the perhaps arguably the most iconic thing in the world, it pokes up from behind a store and they have built up right up to these things.
1: Yes. And you've seen the the traditional picture with Pizza Hut and the fast food restaurants right next to it. No lie. No lie. It is there.
0: Now, what struck me the most is this is not a nice neighborhood. I mean, they didn't like raise and rebuild the whole thing is like, you know, uh, Glengarry Glen Pyramid or something. It's not like this brand new state of the art high rent district. It's still a poor neighborhood with these
1: beautiful views
0: of these pyramids it's just absolutely amazing
1: yes opposite of what we would anticipate but by the time you're finished with your tour you kind of get a sense as to why this is there's a lot of egyptian art a lot of artifacts so much that you become overwhelmed
0: they're just laying around in the smog
1: i know we're like why is it out in the rain and in the weather
0: because they don't have anywhere to put it, and there's so much of it. I <laughs>
1: you know. It's it's hard to imagine until you've been there.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, when you go to the museum, okay, it's seriously like the stereotypical front lawn where I grew up in Baltimore. you got a bunch of, like, little lawn ornaments everywhere. Right. And they're all Egyptian artifacts. I mean, you're expecting to see, like, a jockey and, like, a birdbath and a crystal ball. But they're all, like, Egyptian stuff, and it's just, like, laying around the yard.
1: You would think these are very valuable and that everyone's, you know, itching to buy it, but it's everywhere.
0: Now, here's another thing. When you go there, make sure you get to the Sphinx early because they close at, what, 4 o'clock?
1: Yes, and by no means, they are going to kick you out or try to kick you out before that time is up.
0: Now... It's a funny thing because everybody's got a tour guide over there and a lot of people are going to Egypt because it's their bucket list thing. Mm-hmm. So sure enough, you know, we were dawdling around because, I mean, you know, you don't want to leave the pyramids. You go want to go inside the pyramid, which was amazing.
1: And you're stopping every second to take pictures.
0: Right. Except for the people chanting and the fact that you breathe other people's, oh, God. you know, people are inhaling and exhaling there and you're breathing other people's. Breath. Breath, yeah. It It feels feels really. It feels like a sauna in there, but there's no ventilation and you're breathing other people's breath. But it's still worth it to go in there and hear these crazy people chanting and everything. They ruin it for everybody. But (laughs)
1: But when you're
0: not supposed to take pictures, and I did, I got bootleg pictures. (laughs) It's like going to an Iron Maiden concert, you know, and hiding a camera. (laughs) It's
1: funny because they checked you, but they didn't bother checking me.
0: And you had the camera.
1: I had the camera. That's
0: my girl. Anyway, back to the Sphinx. This poor tour guide is taking a busload full of old people into the Sphinx. And they're already closing, okay? And these people, they've been waiting their whole life to go to Cairo, right?
1: Yes. We were on our way out. We've just seen it. Yeah, and, we
0: were on our way out. And people are still funneling in and the guards are kicking us out. Right. And uh, there's like this long walkway that you go through.
1: A very narrow. Just very enough narrow. for one person to go one direction and another another line to go it's the other. It's made of
0: direction. stone, yeah. And you kinda funnel through here, and then there's the Sphinx at the other side. So there's like a rope in the middle, the end and the outline. Right. And these people are coming up the end line. And the older folks ahead of the tour guide are getting to the end of the line, and they're being turned away by yeah. the guards.
1: Right. The guards are saying everything's closed. and There's still another five more minutes to enjoy it. And these
0: people who have paid thousands of dollars and flown forever to go there. Whoops. It's Oops. crickets.
1: Here, let's finish that. Right, uh, we're going to have to just, finish that we we'll have to yeah. finish that one. Yeah, we it's have to too finish funny.
0: So basically – the people are going, but they're saying it's closed. We can't go. And the, and the tour guide, who's like this, like clean cut Euro looking <laughs> Egyptian guy, you know,
1: keep going,
0: keep going. And then people start turning around again, but it's really, they're saying you can't go. And he's like, keep going, walk, <laughs> walk. He's like, you know, hashing his hand in the air. And then finally, like two or three of these retired gray-headed people turn around and they go, no, no, they're not going to let us in. And the guy gets so upset.
1: He's frustrated. He's had enough all day. <laughs> it
0: became like, you know, an inside joke yes. with us yes. still to this day. What can I say? Go! go! <laughs> and he's got this incredibly frustrated look on his face. And finally, people get so like wound up by the tour guide, like, oh, my gosh, you must really mean go. It's like a matter of who do we fear more, the tour guide <laughs> or the guard at the other end? And they, yeah, they went in and they funneled in and they saw it. And it turns out they let you in till like, you know, 530. They don't turn people away. But this poor tour guide. And so now every time one of the kids is like slow and dawdling around, it's like, what can I say? Go! No! Egypt's fun. Egypt's yes. fun. Definitely go. Anyway, that's it for today. If you want to read more about our crazy Cairo adventures, of which there are many, we even have a picture of the two guys and a goat.
1: Oh, that's right. We do.
0: Uh, You can go to www.wingitworldwide and check it all out. It's a lot of fun. And you can go directly to the podcast show notes page by going to www.wingitworldwide.com front slash podcast. Remember to get our two special reports. They're free. You'll get on our mailing list and get all this good stuff before anybody else.
1: That's right. And you'll get more information out of it than you do on this podcast.
0: For sure. Even after we continue and finished our rants after the lightning (laughs) round of 10 minutes. After the crickets, we're still ranting. Right. Until we talk to you again soon, this is Scott McKay.
1: And this is Emily McKay. Be good. And have fun. The Wing It Worldwide podcast is copyright X and Y Communications. All rights reserved worldwide. Remember, you can go to the show notes page at www.wingitworldwide.com front slash podcast. There you'll find out much more about all the destinations talked about by Scott and Emily on this show. Remember, if there's anything left out that you wanted to hear, chances are you'll find it there. It's all at www.wingitworldwide.com front slash podcast. This is Ed Roy Odom speaking for the Wing It Worldwide Podcast. Until next time, be good and have fun.